Hi, this is Libby. And this is Roberta. And this is Art Blog Radio. Uh, today we're talking with two sculptors, Joe LaRue and Stacy Lee Weber. They moved to Philadelphia from Madison, Wisconsin, where they both earned MFAs. Joe is from upstate New York originally, and Stacy is from Indiana. While the couple both make sculptural objects, their works are very different. Uh, Joe's work combines performance, photography, and sculpture. They suggest an alternate futuristic universe with top secret codes and weird prosthetic devices. Stacy's a metalsmith, and some of her works are faux tools, like clamps or a vise or pliers, made of delicately worked and filigreed silver, but mostly she works with money, stitched dollar bills and coins transformed into fanciful objects like a hammer or a cross-cut saw. Uh, Stacy teaches at the University of the Arts, and Joe teaches at Moore College. And Stacy was recently in a group show in the atrium at the gallery at uh, Tyler, and it was called Patterns of Consumption. Their studio used to be in their apartment in Port Richmond, which is where we are visiting them today. But they live here, and now they have um, a, the dirty studio space in Amber Street Studios. So why did the two of you move, into Phil move to Philadelphia? What brought you here? Well, one, we wanted a city that was established for art. Well, Joe was in Madison and I was in Milwaukee in Wisconsin for a while. And we wanted to move to the East Coast mostly, um, somewhere by New York City, somewhere affordable that we could actually make things and have a studio space. We have a lot of equipment, you know, so that was a big issue for us. We just kind of fell in love with the city, the, the culture and the kind of the roughness and blue collar neighborhood that we we're in in Port Richmond. I think the accessibility to everything on the East Coast was really, uh, really big for us mm -hmm. too. That, you know, I've had shows in Richmond and shows as far as Boston, the other direction, and we've been able to drive to those places right. as opposed to having to ship stuff. Uh, and we pretty much knew that with the size of our equipment and Unfortunately for Stacy, the size of my work, uh, that we probably weren't going to be able to live in New York right now uh, with, uh, with the incomes that we have. And so Philadelphia seemed like uh, you could afford large spaces. We already had a lot of friends here. So do you think you're fitting in? Have your expectations yeah. been met? Yeah, I think, well, we've been meeting a lot of people, which has been really good. You guys. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> uh, and both getting into the university right away, we've met a lot of people through the universities that have been very, very helpful. So are there mostly artists living in this building? Yeah, there. I'd say that mostly there are, and I think that was the intention. It actually was going to be called uh, Port Richmond Art Center at one time. So for zoning reasons and different issues, they kind of they dropped off. But I think it stayed true to the people in the building, our artists um, either working in the building or... Um, are living and have another studio space. So there's people who uh, studied at PAFA who are very, very traditional, mm -hmm. um, you know, clay sculpting and casting and kind of really old traditional kind of things. And then next door we've got a painter. Uh, I know he was just in the Fleischer, I think last year, that, the Fleischer Challenge. Yeah. So Joe, your work seems to have some kind of history in it. It feels very old-fashioned in some ways at the same time that it's very contemporary. I'm wondering about your influences and what you're thinking about. Well, I grew up in northern New York uh, very in a very, very secluded area in uh, this place that's basically got 
one giant paper mill left and then a, very, a lot of very small businesses. Where is that? That's Newton Falls, New York, uh, which is about two hours north of Syracuse, if you can imagine. So we're about an <laughs> hour from the border. You know, my dad was a mechanic for a really long time, and as I got older, uh, the paper mill closed. I was thinking later on about a lot of the professions that I probably would have been doing had that mill not closed and had I been able to just get a job and not go to school and all those kind of things. And, you know, the, the kind of industrial work kept coming up over and over, and it has all the way out throughout, even till now. Uh, so I'm thinking a lot about the work that he used to do with uh, machining and, like, very precise kind of uh, metalworking and things that you would have to do mechanically for a paper mill to keep functioning. And at SUNY Potsdam, I took my first sculpture class uh, with Doug Schatz, who's the professor up there. After I took my first sculpture class with Doug, I was totally hooked. Had you made sculpture or artwork in under- when you were younger? No. Uh, I took art classes in high school, but uh, yeah, not really. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so I went through undergraduate and I started to make sculpture and I got to the point where I really wanted to know everything. And so I had like semesters and semesters of sculpture painting, litho, photography, graphic design. Uh, and I ended up with like twice as many credits as I needed to graduate because I was just, you know, putting as many credits in as I possibly could. And during that time, uh, I was working full time jobs at hardware stores and working construction and learning how to make things in a totally different way uh, than you were learning in sculpture. So all at once, I was kind of getting all of this knowledge of how to make things. uh, And then I decided to make the move to Madison. And it was a big change for me even to move to Madison, which is relatively now to me a small city. Uh, But at the time, you know, coming from that secluded of an area, uh, it seemed really big. And then starting (laughs) to hang out in Chicago and hang out in Milwaukee, I had this sense in the beginning, I think, of a lot of anxiousness and confusion, and I didn't really understand not only, like, why things are the way they are, but how they can even be that way. And so that was running through my mind a lot in the early work in Madison. What sort of things? Just, like, the infrastructure that holds it all together. Like, how could it possibly uh, allow for that? I feel like the work is kind of, like, half autobiographical. Stacy, I want to ask you about how you got to be so comfortable with tools. I mean, did you grow up kind of the way Joe did around yeah. a tool shop? And- no, uh-uh. I'm from uh, Indianapolis, Indiana, so suburbs of Indianapolis. Um, it's funny because when I say I'm from Indiana and Joe says he's from New York, everyone thinks Joe is very city-based and I'm like out in the country person, but it's the opposite. I grew up from, you know, my dad's a lawyer, my mom's like an engineer at AT&T, so they're the opposite of knowing how to build things, you know? But that being said, they also work really hard. So I feel like that is more what I took from my family and growing up is just instilling this like work, this ethics of working really hard at whatever it is you do. I know a lot of people that are better at making stuff than me. It's just, I think I'm the most stubborn out of all of them. Let's talk about scale for a minute, because yeah. when I think of metal smithing and work, right. even some of Stacy's work, it's rather small. Yeah. And for you, Stacy, to mm-hmm. jump into the sculptural realm, do you think you need to pump up your scale in order to be successful? Um, Is scale an issue? Yeah, I think thus far I've been referencing real objects or making objects that you know already exist. So there's a scale already from you know, from the ladder I made that's already a six-foot scale, so I have to make it at that. Um, 
Can you describe your ladder for a minute? Sure. People won't know sure. It. It's a, a hollow constructed ladder all made with pennies. So it's older pennies that are 1982 and older because they're solid copper, all soldered together, um, all the heads facing out and then copper plated over. So it's it's fully functional as a ladder other than you can't walk on it. So it folds up. <laughs> Almost functional. <laughs> the main function does not uh, work, but you know, it folds up and the paint tray folds and it, it's all hinged and everything. It's, I feel like there's a layer of tension there, you know, between wanting to walk up but can't. So it's thinking about how much time maybe someone uses on a ladder or thinking about like blue collar wages and and that's where all the work came from was this thinking about the value of money and pennies have always been really nostalgic I think in people's hearts and you know some people just throw them away and some people keep them and taking that value and putting it into putting like tons of labor into it so taking pennies working for a year making a ladder and making it something that's like extremely valuable is really interesting to me. You, you had mentioned to me that you were in, um, you're going to be in mm -hmm. the 40 Under 40 show at the Smithsonian. Right. And um, I wonder if you could tell us about the piece you're going to put in there. Yes, I'm, it's called the Craftsman series is what I call the series with pennies, um, the tools. So the ladder, the, I did a hammer, a, a screwdriver, screwdriver set and a saw and so they wanted a piece from this series which all the pieces are sold now at this point so I decided to propose a new piece which is a set of shovels um, and I've been thinking more and more about death and about sort of the lost uh, value of tools and hand tools specifically and so thinking about them as like a relationship and maybe a graveyard or like sitting there a little ominous is of interest to me but those are in progress so I'm my deadline is about a month, so I'm kicking it in gear right right as we speak <laughs> that I need to get them finished. Can we talk about how you share your studio space? I'm interested. Yeah. You're, you're both a couple yeah. and you are studio mates. So <laughs> yeah. how does that work? That's a lot work? of Stacy time. Yeah. <laughs> I have a lot more, I feel like maybe, I don't want to say romantic aspect to the studio, but it's really intimate and alone, you know, with myself. And, and when Joe gets started in the studio, it's like equipment running and headphones and like very different. Uh, so it's funny because I, I feel like actually we kind of, when we're there together, we're like both running equipment usually. And if we're there apart, we're each doing our own thing. Like when I'm there, it's, you know, I'm probably like have a nice movie in and I'm like doing soldering and <laughs> wait you watch, a movie you watch a movie while you're working I do I know this is the weirdness of my others my studio practice is it's movies I've usually seen before a lot but I have a pretty I have probably like 50 DVDs that I just rotate in. and so almost, you're listening yeah a lot. it's almost like music. give us some titles <laughs> oh god they're horrible movies that I like <laughs> you would hate them that's why we're asking yeah. like we're Ghostbusters like Wayne's World it. like oh. you know like stupid movies because those are what I relate to like relaxing you know is when when do you get a chance to watch horrible comical DVDs that you've seen a thousand times so that to me has been really fun um I don't know it's it's been interesting because this is yeah. our first time actually in a studio space together because, you know, in school, we only shared a year. And then I was in Milwaukee and Chicago with my own sort of space at different times. So we're still, like, figuring it yeah. out. But 
We haven't had both people have deadlines at the same time yet. <laughs> so when that happens, it might get crazy. And I, yeah. I think our plan eventually is to get like another space in the building. And not that we'd have, not that it'd be my studio and your studio, but that it'd be like a woodworking space and then a metal space. So at least those two would be separate. Because I feel like the conflict right now is mostly metal and wood. Yeah. And so we're also interested, you know, <clears throat> coming from a studio especially when you're in academia in that system and there's a lot of people working within the same studios, we seem to work really well that way. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we've even got a friend visiting today while you guys are here, but there's a lot of people getting out of school and getting out of the different cities that are considering moving here. We've got like eight people visiting this month or something that have never seen Philadelphia. You know, they've seen what it's done for us. It's such a great space as far as being able to afford something and being in such close proximity to everything. You know, eventually in the very long term, uh, I think it would be amazing to have a building with 10 or 12 artists. There's so much energy when you have 10 or 12 people working out of a space and when there are 10 or 12 artists who are actually going to the studio. It's not like someone who's pitching in $50 a month for a studio and is never going to show up. Yeah, and I was amazed how much it actually already exists in this city. You know, there's there's spaces like the art making machine and like you know, lots of these idea, ideas have already been around, you know, of making this collaborative studio. But I think our interest is more like personal, you know, like to get our friends here and to get this network of people because you know, I feel like it's it's all a big train that's like moving yeah. faster. And it's really exciting. Even in our studio now, we're in the basement and we have probably like five bands all around us. So we work at night mostly and they'll just be like loud music playing. And even that's like inspirational that other people are here doing what they're passionate about too you know it's all fueling um for me because yeah, i think yeah if, i don't know if we're rare in that <laughs> but we like loud things thank you so much we've been speaking with joe larue and stacy lee weber today thanks for having us in thank thanks you for guys coming. for coming to the apartment our blog radio is brought to you by the artblog.org Thanks to our sponsors, including the Knight Foundation. Also, we want to thank Peter Crimmins, who makes us sound good. He's our editor. And thanks to Eric Biondo for his music. You can download these podcasts at theartblog.org slash radio.